Hey guys, welcome to The Bottom Half is Red. I'm your host, Baron Longstrath, and I am excited to bring to you a show that is going to give you some thought-provoking discussions. It's going to give you some expert insights to both encourage and some practical steps for how to build an organization that can more effectively introduce the world to Jesus Christ. So what is the bottom half is red? It's all about building a culture of excellence. It's about growing your unique and creative identity. And it's about carrying out the will of God at any cost. So you're gonna see that through practical teaching tips, developing a culture of giving, creating branding and marketing, or even methods to help guests feel safe and welcomed. This podcast is gonna have you covered. But before we dive into today's episode, I wanna take just a moment and extend a special invitation to all of our dedicated listeners. If you're looking to get even more involved in our community and gain some access to some behind the scenes stuff, become a Patreon supporter. And you can find that link in the episode description or even on Patreon, just visit the bottom half is red. Listen, we can't wait to welcome you on board and to share this exciting journey. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, it's great to have you with us today. I would officially like to welcome you to our first inaugural episode of this brand new adventure called The Bottom Half is Red. And joining me today is, she's my favorite human on the planet. Uh, She's a co-host of mine, not simply on this uh, podcast, but in life. She's a bride of mine for nearly 24 years. Uh, I know she feels blessed for that to best quarter century of her life mm-hmm. has been the last 25 years. She is the personality of the family as well as the church that we're honored to serve for the last 15 years. And I'd like Raina Longstreth to say hello. And uh, we want to officially welcome you to the bottom half is red. Well, I'd like to welcome myself and... Uh... <laughs> no, I'm thankful to be here. And I just, he's one of my biggest supporters and I'm his biggest supporter. And I'm so thankful and grateful to be here. So uh, just for a second here, we're going to take the time to uh, uh, kind of give this podcast a personality, but tell us, you know, who you are. Um, obviously you're a pastor's wife, yeah. but uh, you're so much more. Um, and I know you wouldn't say this, but let me say it, uh, an international speaker. Um very sought after musically. Well, she's laughing, but it, it, I, I knew this episode would be like this, but so sought after. Yes, absolutely. Um, but in, in all honesty, um, you know, you're not only uh, the pastor's wife of this church, but you're the, you know, worship leader for the church, um, have had district work, um, ladies conferences and the mother of three sons. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. I don't know that I deserve all of that. Um, church planters. That's, I like that term better than um, pastor's wife, just church planter's wife. I, I just take that really seriously. And um, it was a wonderful journey. I do have three wonderful sons. Yeah. And that in itself is an experience and adventure and a lot of things in between. I love being their mom and I do take it a little seriously maybe every other day. Um, but I love this church. I love the people of God. I love to invest in people. I love to pour my heart into people. Um, I love the Lord with all my heart and I love my family yeah. and our two churches and 
I'm so grateful to God for everything that he's done and that he's the doors that he's opened. And I'm also very thankful for the doors that he has shut. Yeah. And, um, we'll talk all about that and upcoming episodes. And, um, we're very excited. Uh, my wife and I are very excited about this podcast and uh, excited about the journey. And speaking of the journey, today's episode, we're really going to introduce the audience today to the story behind The Bottom Half is Red and explain why we feel like this project, both my wife and I and the future um, influencers that are going to be a part of this, why this is going to be beneficial. And what we hope and feel like is going to be a change in the way that you see life, ministry, and uh, how to conduct uh, what we would call kind of that habitual or that rhythm of life. So we're excited about it. Um, so the bottom half is red. We're going to identify that today. And I think yeah. that's important to identify in this, what we'll call in this introductory episode or this pilot episode. Or, But the, the origin of the bottom half is red. Uh, my wife is sitting by me in my church office today. And uh, she can, uh, you can attest to this, yeah. that the idea of the bottom half is red was birthed at a very transitional time in our lives. Yes. Um, we're talking... I think right at the birth of our second child. So this was uh, somewhere around 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, we were going through a, a, we'll call it a church divide. And um, we realized that our time, like this season at that local assembly and in that community, really that re the region that we were living right. in uh, had come to an end. And we were looking in, in various places, praying, it was a, a financial, uh, you know, very difficult time in our lives. And I was working. I think you were taking care of the kids. Yeah. And I was working presently for a small little city, almost like a suburb city, not making much. And uh, I remember um, one day, just like the same day as everything else, and I wasn't even actually driving. I was uh, in the passenger seat. Make a long story short, we, we took a right-hand turn. Uh, I was actually working at the time and on the clock, we took a right-hand turn in the work truck and we were driving through Henrietta. I don't even remember what we were doing in the city, but we were there um, at a very low point in my life. We've just talked about it. We were searching for answers for ministry, what was next. And um, I wasn't saying much that day. It was a really tough day. I do remember that. But yeah. all of a sudden, I, I scream out, I yell to stop. And the guy that's driving slams on the brakes. He doesn't know what's going on. And I just jump out of the truck. I jump out of the truck, run to the front of the truck. And I am staring. I'm standing in the middle of the road. And I am standing at a corner lot. And he comes up and he's wondering what in the world. He thought we hit something. Um, I just remember being caught in a daze. And he's, he's almost yelling at me. He's like, Baron, what in the world? What's going on? And I couldn't say anything at the moment. I just... I was caught. I remember tears. I don't think they were flowing, but they were there. And I saw on the corner of this road in Henrietta, of all places, there was one house on this road in which every other house would have looked basically the same. This one house on the corner, someone had decided to paint the bottom half of that house red. And I sat there mesmerized looking at this white house with the bottom of it red 
And I realized that this was, this was a moment that was going to hang with me and be with me for the remainder of my life. Now, that was 18 years ago. Well, almost 18 years ago. And uh, that moment not only affected me personally, but Ray, you can confirm this. But as we started the church, that moment has become Mm. a part of how we do our business um, as a church, as leaders, as parents, so on and so forth. You know how sometimes you get trapped in a box in the ministry, like you have to be a certain way or think a certain way or be back in the day a certain way or minister a certain way. And I think it just, why is the bottom of that house red? Why? What was, what was that person thinking? How, why did they think they could do that? Why, why would they think it would work? Why did it doesn't fit in the neighborhood or, or did they want people? Whatever. It's like those thoughts. Uh, but I saw that it was, he, yeah, you can, you can be what God has called you to be and it doesn't have to look like everybody else is calling. And um, just the way that he thinks is uh, is obviously different than than mine, but I just saw him just like I just opening up um, to the what God has called him to be and living outside of that that box. And he has such a big mind, intelligent mind. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I don't know if you've you've explained it better because it it really was kind of transformational. Um, the box becoming open. When I saw that, it was not just like a moment about being different. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a challenge that we've, we've always, um, you know, any leader have all has always desired is to be different. Right. But when I saw that it wasn't even like a a term of rebellion, you know, like I'm going to be different and I, I'm going to demand attention and and I'm a corner house or, you know, everybody else can live in this black and white world and I'm going to be separate. That's, that's not even what it was, or even, even setting a trend. Right. Um, I think even in operating uh, the church today and our personal lives, it's it's not like we're even trying to set a trend. But when I stood there on that road that day, it was like I committed myself and I wanted our family and I wanted the church in the future, which we we did not even like at that point in time, we did not even think that we were going to be pastoring in the near future. So, but I, I knew somewhere along the line that if I ever had the opportunity and we'll talk about the journey later on and, and uh, upcoming episodes, but I committed myself that I was never going to bury the talents that yeah. were given to me. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. to me, that's what, that's what red represented. It, it was, uh, can I say it like this? It was a Genesis moment. Yeah. Does that, would that yeah. be appropriate? Like a Genesis moment. And, and I think we're going to talk more about that, um, in, in the episodes in the future. Uh, but it did really affect our family. It, it affected our, uh, the future of our ministry. And that is present based off of what we're doing here in our, uh, present place of influence and leadership and really kind of how we have seen the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we look through the lenses of what I would call like the red lenses. We look through those red lenses uh, in everything that we do. Yeah. And I think that comes more naturally to you than it does to me. Like you are more of like the vibrant seer. Well, just imagine, more imaginative to see things a little bit different. Yeah, more vividly, yeah. Um, you know, than I do. But, but this is 
um, it has turned into more than just some, you know, epiphany, if you would, yeah. to us being able to say, okay, we can strategically put this red living in, into um, everything that we do. So what we desire in this podcast, like why the bottom half is red. So our desire is to create a platform that will open the door for being challenged through perspectives. This podcast is going gonna, is gonna to deal with our place of influence. And that could be anywhere from how we live our lives. Uh, for you, Ray, as a mother, for me as a father, a husband, wife, uh, we can go outside of the home to our organization, uh, our place of business, our place of influence, and and to look at what we're doing presently and to challenge that and say, am I giving God the opportunity to, uh, am I giving God, yeah, am I giving God that opportunity to really express himself through everything that we're doing? Yeah. Right? Right. So uh, the bottom half is red is going to be a, uh, a podcast that has conversations, practical elements. Uh, I can walk away from this without just feeling like I've been over-informationalized, but I have some tangible ways to say, am I doing what I presently am doing to the best of my ability? Yes. That's the bottom half is red. In a nutshell, that's this podcast. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about... Uh, the perspective of the bottom half is red. Um, I know one thing that has always challenged me is how can we continually make our culture better? And so, and that has forced us both because you have a very active part in the church today. You are a lot of the personality, Ray, of the church today. And um, there's no way that you know, if you cut the core, cut to the core of the church today, you would just see me. It would be a mixture of the two of us together. So when I look at the church today and the op, this is the organization that we're blessed to lead, right? So I and you, and I'd love to hear from you about this because I think it's going to be important for the audience to know what, what kind of, um, what kind of individual you are on, on that level. Our church knows it, but I think the audience would know it, but we, we have a lot of demands. Like we consistently challenge every leader in this church, every operation in this church. There's hardly a lot, there's hardly anything that I would say remains the same besides what we would call our doctrinal values. Right. But as the world around us changes, we realize we need to change as well. I have a, can I insert? Yes. So when he said that we demand a lot, at this story, oh, it haunts me. But so there was one morning that we I, I showed up. We we get here way, well before church starts. We first of all start off at 5.30 prayer on Sunday mornings. The worship team does. We get up at our homes, obviously, and we pray. And then we, we get here a little bit before 8. But so I walk in at 8 o'clock and you know you're talking about personality, I guess. I would be maybe considered the storm or something. <laughs> um, so I get here and I'm walking through and I see that the chairs aren't lined up. Like they were just all out of whack and everything. And I seen Kleenex boxes in a different place than where I would like them and where I've trained people to put them or whatever. Um, trained as in like, just try to, you know, mentor and pour yeah, people. So, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you because you have a great flow, but just to give context, like we have 
very specific like places for things. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the leaders know that. And the leaders know yeah. that checklists and where the standard is. And so I'm just like walking through the church and out loud, I say, I think I'm saying it in my mind, but I wasn't. I said it out loud. I was like, well, I guess this church wasn't clean this weekend. <laughs> and sitting on the front row was one of the leaders that cleaned that weekend. And she goes, raised her hand, raised her hand and said, we cleaned. And we both just look at each other. And I sat down and we started laughing just together. And I said, baby girl, let me come with me and let me show you what I want these chairs to look like. I said, because when a friend, guest, a, a new family member that doesn't know they want to be a part of the family yet, and they walk in, when the chairs aren't lined up nicely, to me, it says, we weren't expecting you. Right. We weren't planning for you to be here. Um, that's the, that it, everything that we do, our silence communicates, <laughs> uh, our, everything communicates something. And to me, that is communicating. We weren't expecting you. And I'll never forget just, she had tears, tears streamed down her face. I end up <laughs> crying with her because she received a hard word that, that morning. I think, you know, uh, a lot of people want a, an easy word. They don't want a hard word, but I just went back to her and I said, thank you for receiving a hard word this morning. She received it and she learned from it. And to this day, we've laughed about it. And, um, but she learned. And this same girl, um, somebody put something at a, at a, at a get together one time. In a, in, a, in, a, in a place. And she said, oh, no, my pastor's wife will not want that there. She will want it here. And so you just learn, you know, they learn. So I had to insert that funny story. I th and I feel like some of that might be a big demand, but. And I think that is an example of how not the it's not dictatorship, but how you know, we live our lives as leaders. And from the moment that, you know, we begin the church and we could talk about this later, but the moment we begin the church, we never saw ourselves in our present. We always saw ourselves in our future. Yes. And so we've always demanded into our future. How can we always continually get better? Yes, with excellence Correct. and also investing in our yeah. leaders. I would have never taken a withdrawal from her if I hadn't had years of investment. So, you know, I'm looking at what you just said. and I think it was a fantastic example of really kind of the way that the church today operates as a whole. So, like the bread crumbs of the of the of the bread, right? You just gave a little bit of the crumbs there, but yeah, we're not. The design of the bottom half is red is not about teaching how to be micromanagers. That's not what we're about. Uh, in fact, I would call us some of the most hands-off leaders in yeah. that term. I mean, from your Sunday morning um, worship all the way through the, how the follow-up is done here at the church today. We are very hands-off, but it's rather about looking at what is done, setting the precedence, communicating through that process, challenging each leader, which I feel like we do very well, and assisting them. Yeah. And we're we're, all, we're oftentimes pulling out what is deep within them. Mm -hmm. And we're oftentimes having to place inside of them that what may not presently be in them and watching that grow into, and it becomes a part of their life. 
So this isn't this isn't a a way for us to say, listen, we we you need to micromanage everything that your church does, but rather we feel like that there is an opportunity if enough time yeah. and investment happens that there can be growth yes. in every area of influence. Yes. Is that well yeah, you pour into them everything that yeah. that you can, that you know that um that to, to be excellent and to be skillful to to do all of that because this is the house of the Lord. But not only that, it bleeds over into your personal life too, as well. And there's a common theme. I mean, a, a common. Let me say it like this: There's a common thread, and that thread, excellence is not what we're trying to ultimately achieve. That's not what we're trying to achieve. Excellence is is a place we are operating from. Yeah. It's not where we're trying to go. It's where we where we try to operate from. And we feel like that everything you do for the kingdom ought to be done or everything you do as a parent ought to be done or, you know, whatever you fill in the blank. But so it's not what we're trying to achieve is excellence. It's trying to, this is where we live. Mm -hmm. Like this is what we do. And we feel like we can do that. And we feel like with enough effort that that is a great possibility. So this brings us to this final point that we want to make on this uh, opening episode. And that is the need for organizations or the need for churches, especially, um, to have this culture of excellence. And I want to open that up um, to my wife. I want you to speak on that. Why, why do we need excellence in our culture? Well, I'm a feelings person and everybody knows that. And so I'm just going to have to talk from, from the way that I see things. So, um, this goes not just in the church, but in my home. Anybody that comes into my home, I want them to feel safe, and I'm going to want them to leave knowing that they matter. It does not matter what their role is in life or what they do. It's not what they can do for me or for the kingdom, but they matter. They truly matter, and they they feel loved. And so it's so important to 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 walk in excellence. And like you said, we're we're coming from excellence, right? Not trying to get there. Yeah. Um, is because how people how people feel matters to me. And at the end of the day, how I made or we made or the church today made somebody's family feel loved, safe, that they mattered, that they were somebody, that they can do great and big things. And so from my perspective, it's just so important about how people are treated and how they are loved. And when they show up and things have been cleaned or Whatever it is, there to me, even like a, a prayer time, an early morning prayer time every day, not just on a Sunday. That's just an example. To me, is just preparation for the family of God. All of those things that I do is for obviously, I know it's for the Lord and the kingdom, but it's just preparation for that day that I get to meet that new family that I get to love for the rest of their life and my life. So it's just important. Thank you so much for joining us on The Bottom Half is Red. Uh, Listen, I hope you have enjoyed your time with us today and gained something of value. If you love what you heard today, please do not forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. This helps us. Your feedback is incredibly crucial, and we want to improve on what we're doing and to bring you the best content possible. You can find us on Facebook, look us up, Instagram, 
Even YouTube at the bottom half is red. Hey, be sure to check the episode description for any links to any resources that we have mentioned during the show. You don't want to miss out. This podcast is a production of The Church Today here in the great city of Tulsa, and the executive producer is our very own David Tandra. I hope you've had a fantastic time, and we look forward to having you with us again on our next episode of The Bottom Half is Red. We'll see you then.